if me and the other coaches don't get them right, um, <clears throat> that about a generation from now, um, their kids and their grandkids won't have hands, you know, because, um, you know, f- from a lack of use, those hands just disappear. I mean, and, and maybe it'll be like this, like those dinosaur hands like this are, you see. And, and you know, you got like a Tyrannosaurus Rex who's clearly good at eating things, big old jaws and all that stuff, fairly athletic and run. Well, his hands are like this. And, and, you know, and I think we took a very, very, very uh, big step as a team, which we have to correct this. We have to correct this because, um, you know, I think that uh, in the end that it's going to be best for all these guys uh, that they have good hand development and that they don't evolve to where they don't have hands. Hello, it's the Too Much Dip Podcast. It's Monday. My name is David. Dave Ruff, I'm hosting. Love kicking off the episode with a little leech. Nothing gets me in the zone more than a little Mike just up there riffing. The hell is he talking about? Just saying shit. Sounds like he's talking about dinosaurs. You're the dinosaur guy, so you should know. He's talking about evolution and the uh, no longer (laughs) needing the use of hands at some point. I know, I know a guy who definitely needs some hands, and it's, it's a guy out here in Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. KJ Ellis. Uh, yeah. You know me. Uh, big Coach Leach, stretch my hands guy. Having observed Mike Leach go on those rants, I have to say it's a work of art every, t- every single time I see a new one. Um, but what's more enjoyable is just seeing the um, – replies because this was posted to what no context uh, i think is where we got it and anytime i see somebody's like that's not motivating me i transfer i'm out i'm like well you wouldn't have been in the room already because <laughs> uh if you can't sit in that room and like hold back a laugh for about an hour uh then you weren't fit to uh Sit on the bench for Coach Leach in the first place. I wonder how uh, wild ass he gets when he's recruiting, like when he's in a living room with a you know a family. And I mean, does he tone it down, or does he have to like live up to the bit? He's never. I'll very aggressively say he never uh, visited my living room. I was not to that caliber, uh, but I would imagine he uh, probably at least has somebody with him to temper. <laughs> to temper the message. I was going to say, I, I get the impression that he's not much of a uh, an in-home guy, and he just kind of lets his assistants handle all that stuff. Maybe there might be like a blue chip every now and then. He'll he'll go talk to, go sit down in the living room with the family, and you know try to win over the parents. But he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who really gives recruiting much effort. And I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> that would not shock me. Yeah. But I do like the idea of him having like a handler almost. I guess it would be one of his assistants and just kind of like rein him in a little bit. Like, all right, dude, you've just done three and a half minutes on like Mozart or pirates. Or big pirate, pirate big pirate guy. <laughs> yeah, them. he's got a pirate of the car he be in. Yeah, sticker on his uh, minivan probably. 
Anyway, that voice you just heard was Dylan Shivery coming to you live from the studio in Austin, Texas. Uh, I am coming to you live from Austin. Very happy to be here. A uh, quick, um, I'd like to give some recognition to uh, comedian and actor Leslie Jordan, who passed away. I uh, don't know much about his full body of work, but he did give us the Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust sound clip. Lord so have mercy, I'm about to bust. There he is. For that, he's a legend status. So RIP yeah. to a legend. Straight up goaded. Yeah, sure. He's the goaded busting sound effect guy. Unless, KJ, you can think of like a better one. I'm going to come. Oh. I mean, it's not as if I have like a whole page on this board dedicated to it. But, Let's hear uh, Jessica Simpson you know. I'm just saying. You know, that's not even a bust, but. That would be weird if that's what he said when he did that. I'm just busting. <laughs> I, you didn't say anything. Just, I'm just spraying. Okay, that's too much. Come on, man. Oh, my goodness. What are we doing? Yes, exactly. Um, Rest in peace, Leslie Jordan. Check out wash, washmedia.shop. I'm rocking the uh, offline T-shirt, but we got Dippy stuff on there, Dippy stickers. You want to support the show? I've got the Too Much Dip bar hat on right now. No one's really said anything about that. KJ, what do you got? Oh, KJ rocking his dick saloon. Let's go. What's your problem, Dylan? Where's you your swag? Wait, let me see. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, that's it a good-looking shirt. It is an absolute fuego. The, the fit is fantastic. The look is tremendous. It does require a slight bit of pause in, like, thinking through the uh, events on your day's calendar. Uh, I was supposed to attend a daycare, like, fall festival thing on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I might swap this out. I rock the spooky season. You know, we we didn't end up attending, but uh, I'm I'm wearing it today, really under the guise of like I'm prepared for the show. If I'm to get any like random Zoom calls or you know Teams meetings out of the blue, just tilt that bad boy up top, and people are like, oh, nice, welcome to Austin shirt. I need to get me one of those. Yeah, people might be a little confused and wonder why the uh, the places on the Welcome to Austin shirt don't actually exist. They so, don't know uh, that. I guess something might. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, that is a good-looking shirt, man. Washmedia.shop. I always forget we even sell that one, honestly. Oh, I'm yeah. glad we do. <laughs> it's a good shirt. We do a live stream every Thursday evening, right before Thursday night football. Always a great matchup. Always a great game. About 6.30 Central is when we get going. Actually, we're really good about 6.30, maybe 6.31 Central. We'll be done by, at the latest, 7.15. Somewhere between 7 and 7.15 is what we shoot for. Unless we have somebody on who just wants to just just rip it up with us, then we, we might go for an hour. We don't know. Doesn't matter. We've got a good, uh, an okay game this week. Bucks, Ravens, or yeah, Bucks, Ravens uh, this Ooh. week. So uh, we're doing the, all right. More on the Bucks later. Are they on the fraud list? Mm -hmm. Should we get Brett in here? Bucks. No, we shouldn't get Brett in here. <laughs> we could talk puck though. We got the uh, Dallas Stars looking really good out of the gate. But instead of hockey, I'd like to lead with a little article on ESPN regarding the field in Knoxville. Of course, they rushed the field a couple weeks ago after their big home win over Alabama. We remember that. The you know Twitter was going wild. People doing crazy stuff on the field. They're estimating that 50,000 people were on the field at one time, which I had to think about if that's possible, but that's what it says in Was here. that like the entire bottom bowl of the, the stadium? About that's what the images look like. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, aside from the abundance of foot traffic on the field, people were tearing the turf up to, I guess, I don't know, have uh, like football grass in their front yards and home or something. I'm not sure what they plan on doing with it. So they they actually have identified the culprit because she's photographed in like very obviously stealing turf from the end zone, right? And her claim was that she did the, this isn't really like a response, like a valid, like excuse. She was like, I did this in 98 when we upset Florida, number two, Florida. Like, okay. <laughs> what's your point? So what, uh, what's that mean? I don't know if that's going to hold up. Do but. you wonder if she thinks it'll, if she plants it at home, it'll grow in orange? <laughs> I mean, that thought has probably run through her mind. <laughs> I mean, it took me a minute. She's going to have a checkered front lawn. She's going to just naturally come in like that. A checkered kind of... front lawn and a checkered past. How many, how many story homes? Of the oh, thief. How many go. homes in Knoxville have like checkered front lawns? You got to think it's more than a few. Well, to, to double down on our HOA talk for the day, there's probably a significant amount of um, covenants, restrictive covenants that don't allow you to uh, but in Knoxville, end zone your, your front yard. It yeah, it's the most um, recreatable end zone pattern of all end zones in your front lawn. So it's it's been done. That's true. Surely, they said that um, when the crew got out there, the field was there till two a.m. just cleaning up the garbage. But this uh, this article here, ESPN, check it out. It says uh, they talked to the guy, the oh distinguished distinguished professor of turf grass science. At Tennessee, witnessed the wreckage firsthand. Um, he said he broken glass, cigar tubes, cigar caps, uh, Maui Jim sunglasses, Oakley sunglasses. Dylan M frames probably, probably M frames. Costa Del Mar everywhere. Uh, even a bottle, a big handle of Buffalo Trace bourbon that somebody snuck into the stadium. Which I do like to. That's like that's a big bottle. Buffalo Trace is a not handle a handle of anything is is absurd. It's a lot yeah. of glass. You got to smuggle that in your Jinkos. Probably. Jinkos are sick. But yeah, man. Uh, uh yeah, they're saying probably 50,000 people on the field. It was over 100,000 people at the game. So, that kind of checks out. While while we're on the subject, are we sure first and foremost that that lady had no relation to Les Miles and uh she wasn't taking that uh that turf home for her diet. I might recommend a product a little bit later that she could use instead, but he does eat grass. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Miles, big grass eater, <laughs> big grass eater. What is he doing these days? He's not coaching. Nothing. Getting paid by Kansas. Kansas yeah. I oh, did he, they bought him um, out. Is that the deal? Or they fire him from cop for cause. Uh, that was debatable, but either way, I think somebody in that whole mix-up was in trouble. Uh, like the AD, um, I don't know. There was something messy with it. I'll look it up before Thursday. Because uh, I'm sure all those KU fans are just really eager to hear the truth be let out to the masses. Um, Follow-up. While we're talking field rushing, Landry pointed this out on Twitter, but I need to make sure everyone's aware of an absolute violation. We've discussed this in recent weeks. Rushing the field seems to be an, uh, an ongoing theme. In fact, in this Tennessee game, there was an Alabama player reported to have punched a fan. I don't know if that was later sorted out. We know during the UT game, there was like a 
couple players getting full blown shoved in the back by what tech fans a few weeks back. Yes, Texas Tech fans. Uh, just to make sure we know who we're pointing out as the culprits there. Uh, recently in Fort Worth, Texas, the number eight, now number what six TCU Horn Frogs beat the number seventeen Kansas State Wildcats at home while being favored by three and a half. And I'm sure you're like, you know what? They probably just went out to West 7th, had themselves a good old time. Another victory over a team they were favored to beat. Went straight to the bars. Nope. They rushed the field. Mm. It's getting out of hand. Well, uh, What's worse is this wasn't even like a dramatic ending. They did rally to come back. They so did. I was worried that this was like a last-second touchdown. They held the lead from five minutes left in the third through the remainder of the game. They were up by eight or 10 or whatever they won by. Yeah. Um, also just worth noting, uh, Adrian Martinez did not finish that game. So the string of TCU, good luck with opposing quarterbacks continues. Just saying had Spencer Sanders, with Spencer the, Sanders, yeah, Spencer Sanders, um, with the, what was a let? Okay. What led me to pick Texas, his alleged partially separated shoulder, Turns out he played pretty pretty good against Texas. He he didn't look great throwing the ball. He didn't. He he had some some pretty bad misses, but obviously they won the game. He played well enough. Yeah, that kid's a a warrior. But um, yeah, TCU. Uh, you know, I'm not sure I'm rushing the uh, the field, but you know, dude, look, come on, man, this first year without GP. You know, they don't have any of his. Um, his latest musings from the uh, sound booth to listen to just let the kids have fun. KJ, you should just leave that personal grudge at the door, man. <laughs> it has been quite a long time since they've had any players uh, show up in the news for unsavory reasons. So I guess regime change is uh, really helping them out. I, as, um, as a Baylor fan, I won't comment. <laughs> is that what they have next? Who they have next? Uh, no, I don't believe, no, Baylor's in uh, Lubbock this weekend. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes, because they, uh, nighttime, huh? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. They're retiring Patrick Mahomes' uh, number. He's getting a whole ceremony. He's going to be there. You were saying he had some pretty impressive, uh, records at Texas Tech, Dave, and that's why they're Yeah, he went through, yeah, he went through for like 600 yards against Baylor. They lost that game. Um, I think I was there, actually. (laughs) It was actually one of the most impressive games I've ever been at. No, he was, uh. He's really good in the NFL. <laughs> what about a tech, though? Uh, don't worry about that. No, you were saying something. I remember. I, I just noted that he was 13 and 16 as a starter at Tech. So do you are you of the thinking that for your number to be retired at a university, it should be because of your accomplishments at said university? Or can your accomplishments as a professional this get a, you there? This is a really good question, actually. It's like, not bad. Like, okay, what if your guy? So Sam Ellinger. We're yeah. I don't want to like cuck the sports party, but right. he's getting the start. He's getting the nod in Indy. Uh-huh. Not just the start. Like he's the guy the rest of the way. That he said starter. the rest of the year. Yeah, and um, which is genius because if he's good enough to to get him on a run, then maybe he's your guy. But if he stinks, then you get a top three pick, maybe top five pick. Anyway, yeah. No, that's a good question. But he definitely Sam did win a Sugar Bowl. He, he, he did beat Georgia. He mm-hmm. to Georgia, yeah. He, he had a good year. Um, no, I, I, dude, look, I, I love Mahomes, but it is 
It is kind of funny. And it's it's honestly shocking. It's a damning indictment on his supporting cast on those Texas Tech teams because he was absolutely insanely good. When when he well, he was on like pretty bad teams at tech. Like let's just that it is what it is. He was on bad teams. When he, like he so much so that he didn't really stand. I mean, I know he had some ridiculous games. I know that he and, and Baker went at it one game. They both threw for a million yards. That was the most insane. Yeah, sixty-two. But when he was drafted, I was, like I was like, this is really a first-round guy. I mean, I he didn't. He never jumped off the screen to me. And obviously, he's like the best football player in the world currently. So that was a big miss by me. But is he? Uh, he's some good. Some would say time. he's fine. Some would say he's good. But yeah, uh, not great at tech. No, I I'm glad y'all brought this up, and I don't know that we meant to get into this, but it like it it's not even as if he's being retired for his him winning a uh, a Super Bowl. I guess you could say that. I'd venture to guess that he his number is being retired because of like his willingness to maintain nil deals tied into the Chiefs and. The fact that Arrowhead Stadium lights up like banners for Texas Tech University, like as a regular advertiser. I don't know what's going on in my screen right now. I don't think it's on y'all. But uh, anyways, um, I would even say he's like being admitted as a booster, not even as like a, an alumnus of the program. Because if he were to be being retired for like the passing records he broke, which I'm sure some people will come back in the, the replies like that, there's a laundry list of quarterbacks at that university who have passing records broken that could have had their numbers retired. retired. B.J. Simmons and, uh, number, cowards. Yeah. That's <laughs> Cody a, Hodges deserves some credit. Let's go, man. <laughs> uh, was he was he all three years with Cliff? Um, I think so. Okay. It's hard to say because Cliff might not have been there his f- first year, but it's, it's, it's all haze because Cliff's college career – in that like six year span, him and Spavital, like there's just a lot of like, how did you not win more amongst those two? A and M, Texas Tech. It's it's just an embarrassment of riches when it comes to like quarterbacks. Shout out to Spav for losing the homecoming game to Southern Miss. Just not great, not great well, from a. Oh, I guess they're conference mates now, but I was gonna say Southern Miss is like not a respectable program, but I keep forgetting that. Sunbelt is bigger now. Anyways, yeah, but um, that's neither here nor there. Um, we Oregon. Have, Oregon's really good. Quite the turnaround from uh, we might be the worst show on record with our yeah. quarterback predictions. Dylan just admitting that he thought Pat Mahomes was all right. <laughs> Not that anybody else was like saying it's a surefire thing. It wasn't a 1-1. Uh, and I believe you said, uh, not JT Daniels. Who's up there? Bo Nix. Who's Bo Nix? Should yeah. go ahead and just put on a headset and call it a career after week one. I just didn't. They were really, really bad week one. The offense was abysmal. He looked bad. Everything looked bad. The turnaround has been nothing short of remarkable. Um, I've had th- this season of dip picks, or this season of too much dip, um, will be it'll probably go down as the Dave absolute disgraceful dip picks performance season. But it could also be the Dave was so wrong about Bo Nix, who's now got his name in the Heisman race uh take. Or maybe he was kind of right that the Chargers are taking a step back. Four and three. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Bo Nix, twenty two of twenty eight for two hundred and eighty three yards. 
Five touchdowns, zero yeah, five interceptions. Five touchdowns, five toes. Yikes. Yeah, that hey, good for him. I when I, Me being a softie, when a kid who seems like a good kid fails at like a big high-profile quarterback position or any position really and transfers, gets a shot. Granted, you don't often see them go from like Auburn to Oregon, like, you know, two schools that are, that have, you know, had success in the last decade. Um, but it's cool to see him do well. It is like, you know, I was, I was dancing on his grave. Didn't really, it wasn't personal. I just was like, eh, might be time to see the, uh, the other kid, the other kid yeah, was highly recruited with, but. with him. He was a starter from the first week of his freshman year, I believe. Um, so he was two and a half, three years in. It wasn't as if he just, you know, if Haynes King was to get forced to transfer after this year in that situation, I'd be rooting for Haynes King elsewhere. Um, a little bit unfair situation. If he's just not ready at that level at that point, that doesn't make him bad. Whereas with Bo Nix, it's like, granted, you've had some coaching changes. It's pretty, uh, pretty well determined what you were and weren't going to be at Auburn at that point. And he was like the grandson of, or yeah, I don't know. He's got like a legacy. Yeah. At Auburn, I saw so, that little. Uh, you know, I'm glad he's doing all right. Promo piece about him. Yeah, kind of um, making me wonder: Are we going to be saying the same thing about Dylan's favorite quarterback, Spencer Rattler, who uh, absolutely put my big boy stack in the ground? <laughs> How did he play? Jimbo I mean, did I, that. I, I I saw the score. How did he play? I th- I think he was fine. I don't think he was – he's been really quiet. Like, you only hear about South Carolina when they lose because people really don't like Spencer Rattler. It's not just you. It's pretty much anybody who saw that video from high school where he just looks so cocky. and It's like, oh dude, he was God. like 18. Give him a little bit of a break. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's what they're going to do in uh, in College Station. I didn't, I didn't plan on dunking on the Ags today, but um, – Yikes. Yeah, the only like uh, saving grace for me this football season as my Texas Longhorns continue to not look great is that Aiden just looks so much worse. Oh, my God. Yeah. What is going on? Um, three and four now, and they, they're about to play Ole Miss, I believe, is their next game. Uh, not getting much easier on that schedule. All those five stars. Mm. Greatest recruiting class of all time. I get it; they're freshmen, but this is Jimbo's fifth year in the program, and they're just gotta wait till Jimbo gets his guys in. They're currently under five hundred. KJ, they were merely freshmen. Okay, Jimbo's buyout (laughs) sits at eighty nine million (laughs) dollars. Eighty nine. And he drops to like seventy seven next year. Doesn't even like drop precipitously. What if at any point for like six years? What if he gets fired for cause? Don't you have to like? Can they? They've got enough pull to like. That's they, like scandal type stuff, though, right? I mean, it's yeah. You don't think that some A uh, and M booster would orchestrate some kind of coup, like plant <laughs> something, or you know, start putting some whispers out there? Why, um, why is his contract so insane compared to every other coach? Because man, he's uh, offensive genius who's who's won at the highest level. What part of that don't you understand? <laughs> He does have a natty. Well, uh, thanks to Jameis. With the price of uh, with the price of oil, I would imagine that there's uh, enough money out there to make a change right now. While those assets are pretty high, um, 
as is you know the case both for A&M and Texas. It's always a lot easier for coaching changes to be made uh, when things are going well with the prices uh, revolving around oil, which still blows my mind, um, especially like living in Wisconsin now. And they're like, well, Jim Leonard looks good. And I'm like, you guys aren't going like, to try to go after somebody big or like, no, no, no. I know we just got done firing a guy who was previously a player here. So why don't we hire a guy who was previously a player here and just looks good. And I'm like, this is not at all the uh, talk that I'm used to. Whereas like with Jimbo's search, A&M was just like, man, Sumlin, he almost got us there. We need to just go big. Who won a national title? Who, you know, who's willing to come here. And that's what they came up with. And you have like the Brian Kelly level hires, like for these big programs. I don't know where you go from there. If you're firing Jimbo, like again, Gary Patterson, I don't think he's going to get that job, but I don't know what other huge names out there that they're going to lure in, but I guess nobody's off the table. If you're spending $80 million to make someone go away. There's a, there's a guy out there that we've already talked about a little bit today out there in Arizona. Now he's a national football league head coach, but he's cliff. He's kind of ass. I don't think so. You think Cliff is ass? Uh, as an NFL coach, yeah. He was ass at Tech, too, by the way. We've already touched on that. <laughs> with, with but he was good at recruiting but, resources, I would say. There's a difference in dollars that are being spent right, to recruit right. to Tech than A&M. Now, I don't know that they're so different that like all of a sudden the results change. But, you know, you could convince me there are worse coaches out there or worse uh, options out there. Does Matt – okay, so we're just – How much does he hate Kyler, on. by the way? Man, <laughs> what the just, fuck is – Just dog cusses him to his face? What? Yeah. What it's like fuck? three weeks straight. Yeah. Yeah, and that's his guy. Like, Cliff, like, when he took the job, wasn't that part of the deal? Like, I want – this is who I want to be the quarterback. And they accommodated him. And now it's – uh, I don't know. They had the Thursday night win. Was that Thursday night? I always get those dates confused. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Uh, I wonder how much of that is occurring on a public uh, level now because Kyler's locked in. Like, you're no longer recruiting Kyler. You're now just fighting for your job if you're Cliff. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, it needs to be all out if you're him. Uh, in every discussion, if Kyler's not uh, tagging along, like, he's now your adversary. And somewhat in control, so that's that's going to get ugly. Yeah, um, probably so. Speaking, I know of, we're all over the map there. No, that's fine. We we got to talk uh, Clemson because mm. um, we got a we got a Austin tie-in, and you know if there's yep. any kind of tangential tie-in to uh, this town that we are in, we are going to make it. Damn it! Yeah, true freshman quarterback uh, Cade Klubnik, who quarterbacked Westlake High School to um, at least one state championship, probably more than one. Um, yeah, he took over in the third-ish quarter. It's like 21. They were down 21-10, I think, when he when the switch Second half, yeah. Yeah, DJ Ukulele. What's his last name? Ukulele? <laughs> Ukulele. I can't say it. It's it's more difficult than Tongue of Viola. You, DJ U. Yeah, that guy. Uh, a turnover machine the other day. He lost a fumble, and I think he threw two picks. That sounds right. And they were just not moving the ball very well in offense, so Klubnik got a chance. And although he didn't exactly light it up throwing the ball, it did give Clemson a spark on offense that they needed. So they, they, he he led the comeback win. Um, don't know what they're going to do moving forward. I don't know if it's even been addressed by Dabo at this point. 
But I, I would assume they go back to DJ, see if he can pull it together and after maybe getting a little bit rattled this game. Um, I do think he provides them like a better chance to win moving forward than Klubnik does. Do you want me to read you some Dabo quotes sure. on, on that matter? Sure. <clears throat> I'm not going to do Dabo voice. not telling you anything. I'm not. <laughs> don't do the voice. Sometimes Steph Curry goes two for 25. Your best I he's never gone two for twenty-five. I just want to put that out there. Also, this guy is not Steph Curry. Uh, your best players <laughs> your best players sometimes can have a bad day, Swinney said. He just got out of rhythm and made some bad plays, and we just needed a change. DJ is our quarterback. There ain't no question about that. Folksy Dabo's here. That's our guy. That's our leader. You can write that now. I love when they do that. I love when they give the media, hey, I'll give you something to write. I'll give you some talking points. DJ's our guy. Now he's got to play better, and he will. But how about Cade Klubnik coming in and leading these guys? How about it? He and said that? Dabo said, how about Cade? He did. And then he said, <laughs> like wouldn't that be something? Station? Wouldn't that be something if the we had a, a quarterback controversy? No, that was Jerry Jones. <laughs> Just fucking I was about to say, man, I'm in the freaking spin zone again. Uh, I'm reading Cade's quotes about it, and he just earned a fan. Uh, real quick. Uh, on what DJ said to him after the game. He said, first of all, he told me he was proud of me and proud of me for playing my game and the preparation we've been doing over the past 10 months, and he was proud of me. That's incredible to see. Uh, you know, I bitched about this whenever uh, Oklahoma was having their quarterback issues and lack of depth. I'm like, it's not impossible to have two highly recruited and talented players in a coaching or a quarterback room as long as you don't have, like, an asshole. That's one of the two. Um and his response, Cade's response was, this is your team, man. You might have had an off game, but this is your team. Two weeks from now, you're going to come back and do something you've been wanting to do and waiting to do for a while against Notre Dame. We're going to enjoy this. I think I'm just getting too much of the credit. A, the fact that what Cade Klubnik's saying sounds pretty similar to Dabo, I think that's tremendous for his future there. Uh, and B, just hats off all around for like the professionalism there. As dumb as that sounds like, I much prefer seeing that in sports as opposed to like, you know, uh, I, I don't even know, like a, a good example to provide like the whole, like, well, I'm just need to be somewhere where my opportunity can be provided and I can shine and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Not even like the anti-transfer portal guy, but just showing that there's like a positive relationship there still. is pretty cool. Yeah. I hate, uh, I hate that. I have to applaud Dabo for, facilitating that kind of culture with this quarterback room, but yeah, he deserves praise as much as, as much as we want to, uh, to dunk on him. He's still running out on the field in front of the team. <laughs> still, it's still a bad out. look. Can I, uh, well, actually, please the, uh, just, I was thinking about this. We were talking about the Steph Curry thing. And again, not to SO dab dabbo too much here, but, uh, I don't know why it sticks in my mind, but just like last December 1st, uh, I can't remember who they were playing. Oh, I think the Warriors were playing the Suns. Um, and Steph Curry actually scored like 12 points on four of 21 shooting, uh, three of 14 from three. I don't know why that game sticks with me, but I was just kind of thinking about it. I was like, has he ever had a bad night like that? And it turns out he has had one that's, you know, relatively similar that's interesting not two of 20 but four of it, 21 it reminds me of the time uh against the cavaliers i think it was 2015 where he went like two fifth two for 15 two for 
Yeah, two for 15 from downtown and five of 23 shooting from the field. Um, and then you had that other evening, uh, 2010, a long time ago, one of his first few years in the league against the Lakers, um, when he went just five for 21 from the field, Dylan. So it's interesting. Ended up with a it was, uh, minus four on the plus minus. But That makes sense why Davidson waited until last year to re- retire his jersey there. Pat Mahomes. Uh, didn't have to have that same level of uh, performance. Why wow, you need to get you need to get past that. We're lo- we're losing listeners. Landry's gonna quit. They're gonna they're probably gonna truck Baylor. It's fine. Oh, that's why this is coming up. It's Baylor week. That's what it is. Anyhow, back to that lady eating grass. What are some options she has? Oh, great segue. Uh, let me tell you a little about of a, a new sponsor. Not really a new sponsor, but one of our faves. Athletic Greens. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I started my day with my AG1. How about you? Best way to start a day. I, too, started my day with AG1. Literally every day. We started taking it. I started taking it. I'll speak for myself because I'm really bad about getting all of the fruits and vegetables I need, making sure I'm eating correctly. I just I, – I overlook it. I often get focused on protein, you know, trying to get those gains. I forget about the the 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and my favorite, adaptogens, to help you start your day right. That's what I'm all about. It's helping your gut health, Dylan. You've got a good gut. Your yep. nervous system, your immune system, KJ, you're noted for your immune system. Your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Let me tell you this. Helps you with your sleep. You just feel better. All around, like knowing that he started off my day, ripped open a pack, mixed it with some water, boom. I got those 75 uh, high-quality ingredients right there. It's almost like a a, a mental bump as well as it is just good for your physical self. It's like, man, I feel like I've done my my body a good deed of the day, you know? It's like you just feel healthier, and you are. And you definitely are. We do it. The taste is good. Um, You might be surprised because it's very green. You're like, man, what is this about to be like? And it's actually tastes good you can throw it in with the smoothie if you want or you could just take it like we do with a little water right when you get up right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health that's another thing i hate taking like eight pills a day or whatever it is vitamins they're gross they make your pee like neon they're expensive save on it do ag1 To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bang. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash bang to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. KJ, where would you like to go? Uh, Somewhere where I, too, could experience a mental bump. Um, (laughs) Let's talk Tampa Bay because if any of you, like myself, consume the NFL on Sundays via Red Zone, our buddy Scott Harrison. Hanson. Correct. Hanson. Thank you. I knew I was off there. They were calling him Little Uh, little Serengeti. (laughs) He's once swam in the Ganges River. Little Ganges. (laughs) If you ever have a chance, swing by there. (laughs) Thanks, man. We will. If you're ever in the South Sahara, uh, he could not stop explaining the loss of the Bucks to um, 
the now Christian McCaffrey list, which we missed that trade last week because it happened, what, Friday, Thursday, Friday, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Friday, it didn't happen before a live stream. So yeah. we call a blockbuster. Was it before the live stream? Yeah. No, it was after the live stream. It was it, that it, Friday. It should have, yeah. So after, like a day for and sure, a half because we like didn't know that when we picked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't matter. The Panthers without Christian McCaffrey, without a head coach, beat the ever-loving breaks off the Bucks. Scott Harrison, and I said it wrong again, whatever. Hanson. Uh, Hanson, thank you're you. You're mixing up two generic white men, Chris Han- Chris Harrison <laughs> and the the Dateline guy, too. It's like somewhere in there. Chris Hanson, Chris Harrison, and Scott Hanson. <laughs> All different guys, believe it or not. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, shout out to Dante Foreman, former Longhorn great. For um, yes, He's now the start of starting running back in Carolina and rushed for over 100 yards. Yeah, and Chuba. Good for him. Did Chuba get any play? Oh, yeah. They split carries up there, and they both were dominating. But, yeah. I just released uh, him. Scott Hansen kept describing this as the absolute lowest point of Tom Brady's career in Tampa. And I kept being like, man, that seems so specific and singular. But he's absolutely right. This is embarrassing across the board. The AFC or NFC looks terrible, but Tampa Bay and Green Bay look absolute dog garbage. And I'm going to be more pissed off about Green Bay, not as a Wisconsinite right now, but as somebody who picked them as a big boy stack over Taylor Heineke and the Washington commanders, both teams got absolutely embarrassed. No excuse. I forgot about Taylor Heineke. He was a big player on this show a couple years ago. Old studio. I'll, I'll take him over uh, <laughs> Cooper rush. And that's not even saying anything bad about Cooper Rush, but Taylor Heineke won that game yesterday. It wasn't oh, that oh, he avoided losing. He balls out when he He was good. To. Yeah. He low-key got paid after that one year, right? He got him in the playoffs. It was against the Bucs, right? For, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you just said this and I'm He repeat- lost the uh, first round against him. Right, 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 right. Okay. You thought maybe you just pulled a Dylan? I thought I just Dylan'd you. Like not listening. Yeah. Dylan just gets zoned. Uh, I asked Dylan. Dylan did that earlier out in the bullpen, and Dylan's like, "I'm just dialed in." I'm like, "What do you What do you dialed in on?" He's like, "The internet." If I'm well, if I'm reading like an article, or <laughs> I something, know. I don't listen to what's going on around. It was me. just funny how you said the internet. So it's not like it started raining. I was like, "Oh, it's raining." Dave's like, "I just said that." Like, I'm sorry. I don't listen to everything around me. This guy. Well, at least you didn't say "Not now, Chief." I'm in the zone. For those who were on the inter- internet 20 years ago. <laughs> Randy liked it. It was a good clip. Is that though. Dom Mazzetti? <laughs> Who's that? I have no idea who put that out, but that was like early 2000s internet. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Randy knows that one. Randy's like 24. This is anyway. like unforgivable era. Uh, anyways, NFL, your question, are the Giants good? I watched a lot of this as a Jags fan yesterday. I think the Giants are very well coached. I think Daniel Jones is very good. Or not very good. Much better than anyone anticipated. Saquon is legit. They just lost two of their offensive linemen yesterday. I don't think for an extended period of time. But even on those thin margins, they were able to kind of keep it together um, and keep the Jags from coming back and winning that game. So I don't know that they're good, but I think they're good enough to probably split the series with Dallas. The Cowboys will get that game at home. The second time they meet, mm-hmm. which is nice. And they did go in to New York with uh, Cooper Rush. Was that his first game as the starter? First or second, I think. Dub. Um, dub, facts. Um, yeah, I like oh. Daniel Jones. 
I, I really do. But um, I don't think they're I don't think they're that good. But that being said, they have a fairly easy schedule, and there's a pretty good chance they're in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. It feels like the Cowboys are having a great year, and they're third in the division currently. It feels like the NFC East was just getting absolutely dunked on before the season started, and people expect it to be just an absolute trash division. As it has been. And it's not. No. It's not at all. Eagles look really good. Giants, decent, good. Boys are going to be there. They're also playing the AFC South, which has looked so bad that we had – Malik Willis getting end-around handoffs yesterday, which mm. I know that's not a good phrase. Matt Ryan being benched for the season. Um, like, they've got one of the easiest uh, conference opponents, and then the NFC looks like trash. So, it's hard to say is the only answer I have. The overused phrase is, uh, the NFC is wide open. But, that's probably pretty accurate. That's like the only way to, to really put it right now, because Rodgers, like we said, Rodgers and Brady look like ass and uh, I don't know Eagles look really good but who knows who knows Dak came back yesterday uh didn't look great bad first half second half got it going but still a lot of weird throws I think he threw into like quad quadruple coverage once which I, I don't know if I've seen that very often outside of like a game ending Hail Mary um I don't know it looked like he was just testing he was testing. He was like, you know what? Let's just let's just send it. We're playing the Lions, worst defense in the league. We'll see about it. First game back, we knew it wasn't going to be great, but um, defense, man, defense is really good. Turns out, just like we said, we were the first to say that they've got a good defense. We were too much dip. Exclusive. The what whole... KJ? He looks distraught. Over the there. defense is bad. Actually, the defense is good. Very good unquestionably good yesterday. I don't know. That was, that was the biggest example of that. Like the defense held the game within like reach for as long as they needed. Jared Goff did had a lot to do with that. Amon Ross St. Brown and their other wide receivers name is escaping me being out. Oh, uh, DJ Chark. So they were out their top two wide receivers from the first quarter on certainly they were out Deandre Swift. They were out Deandre Swift. And then, that game was, you know, one of the easiest games for them. And in the first half, the Lions were driving the ball the majority of the game. I would say that, uh, what's their coach's name? It's, I, it's I'm going to screw it up and say the Fox 4 weather man's Dan name Campbell? again. Dan Campbell, not Dan Henry. Uh, Dan Campbell screwed up the first half by, like, just playing for a field goal and then not even, or not playing for the field goal and just basically taking it to halftime with the lead and then not challenging uh, a play later on, ended up putting them in a position where they lost uh, the ability to uh, take the lead. The Lions, you know, pissed down their leg in this game. Like, it was as bad of a win where a score made everything look like the Cowboys were really, really good. And I don't mean that as Cowboys hater. I just think of all the Cooper Rush games, they all said more about what how strong of a team the Cowboys had than yesterday. Yesterday looked like the weakest win they had in the last five. That's that's fair. Um, I mean, you got to have guys that make make plays on the defense, and they did. Like they did give up a lot of yards in that first half. But I mean, to their credit, what four turnovers, what, five six turnovers. Points. 
The uh, all in the second, like the third quarter yeah. and onward or whatever. The uh, the Ole Miss second rounder looks like a really good pick, Sam Williams. Um, you know, also looks like he should have had a personal foul for unnecessary roughness that was not thrown. <laughs> I didn't. I did not even notice that one. You can't suplex a guy in the NFL. Oh yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just sit there, and then they like insert Troy Aikman like, quote on, here. On, yeah, they're just like, uh, what, uh, what are we doing here? Soft. Look, we done boys. It's fine. I feel okay about it. We got the Bears next, then a bye. Oof. That's pretty. That's a pretty favorable schedule for Dak, right? It's a good sketch. Going, uh, going Lions, Bears, then bye week. Get that thumb right. You know. Yes, the schedule's. Uh, I would say reps. good for them. It's going to look the same if you look down the NFC East. So, like everyone, you know, the two games that change for each team, like don't really come into play because the two game, the two teams would uh, would have been the Bucks and the Packers, and nobody knows what the Packers are, and you've already played the Bucks and the Rams for that matter. So, Look, everything else is going to look soft. Dak just needs some reps, man. He's played very little football this season. All right, got to get his feet under him. Did you find? Okay, I, I agree with that. But the question that everyone's asking is, do you think Romo had a good day in the booth yesterday? Didn't listen. Okay. That's all I'm asking. I Again, I was red zoning most of it. But the clips that have been pulled that I've heard, he had himself a day. He seemed way more free and easy with, like, discussing game. And I don't know if it was because Dan Campbell's on the sideline or what. It just... It seemed like he was on a different level. Yeah. He um, he tried to make some, like a fairly a fairly dated wrestling uh, tidbit that Nance really didn't pick up on. And we had some Mean Gene Okerlund talk. We had some Hulkster 21-inch pythons, but he botched it and he said 21 pythons. And it was just, uh, I knew where he was going with it, but Jim didn't. <laughs> and watching Jim try to play along with the reference he's not really, you know, on top of is very painful. Jim's more of a 21 Pilots guy. Everybody knows that. I'm just saying. This guy. This guy's on top of it. <laughs> he sure is. Anything else on the National That's Football League? Right That's all I got. Okay. So, uh, who are we supposed to root for in this World Series? This uh, is the Phillies, obviously. Why, obviously? Uh, because the Astros are cheaters scumbags <laughs> okay and uh no i just i mean truthfully i just don't like any teams from houston not a houston guy when it comes to the sports i have um, to say there is like a good redemption arc for that team um i'm not sure if i'm with it or not but it's there as uh this would be their you know hey look yeah the first one we had anal beads or whatever it was buzzers but this one, we did it correct. My question is, after the Astros win this World Series, how long do we have to wait before it's like, all right, that was legit? Like, how long did the, the trash can thing take to, to Oh, get, immediately. Uh, immediately. Was it immediately? I, I think so. I Look, can't remember. I say what I said about the Astros. I do not like them, but this team is absolutely loaded. For like for a team to lose Correa. Like a, an, Springer? Well, correct the shortstop guy who's just, you know, it's serious talent. And, yeah. and then – to replace him with this Pena kid who won, who's MVP of the ALCS. Uh, ridiculous. 
it's just like not fair. They have so much talent. They're so good. Um, it's going to be very difficult for the Phillies to win this series. I think. I'm sure most people are picking Houston, but Philly is definitely. If you're an Astros fan and talking to a number of them, you wanted the Padres. You wanted the Padres all day. You did not want the Phillies. They kind of. This may or may not make sense. They kind of have the look of like that team that. Um, that effing team. That effing team, but I'm trying to think of like my own way to spin it. Um, they just look like I hate team of destiny, but like it's like, dude, Bryce Harper, um, Schwarber, they're really fun and they're really good. Like the Padres were fun, but it was like, yeah, they're probably just happy to be there. Um, by the way, can we get my you're, guy? You're forgetting one guy. Who? I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Uh, <laughs> big facts. Big facts. Um, Tom Brenneman will definitely be watching Nick Castellanos. Oh, Brenny. Tough scene. <clears throat> but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Dusty Baker. The, the Astros are very fun to watch. Like if you were all like just now becoming sports conscious and not aware of any of that cheating at the time. Let's say if it was PEDs that came out, for some reason in my head, I'd be much more okay with them being like, oh, half their team was juiced up. You're like, all right, cool. Tight, man. Real tight. It's baseball. Who cares? Um, yeah, and I, I'd move on. I probably wouldn't knock them for anything aside from living in Houston. Um, okay. Damn. But other a than lot that, of listeners there. We did. <laughs> I don't hate the city of Philly like I don't necessarily enjoy the city of Houston. Uh, and, and again, most of that's just from being from the Dallas area and it's stupid and cliche, but that's really all it's about for me. But uh, I can tell you this. I don't expect this to be a compelling series. Nothing about these playoffs has been. Um, so I'm hoping for a sweep. Let's move it on. Wake me when we get some. You just uh, want to get it past. Know, get us. the Rays back in there. Okay. It's basketball season. We got to start talking Luca at some point. But. Yeah. We'll get there. When is, uh, when is game one of the series? Uh, it's not tonight, Friday. is it? When is it? Friday. 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 That really? Okay. I was way off. Will Ted Cruz be in attendance? Didn't go well for him in New York, it My turns God. out. I can't believe that. I can't believe that it didn't end well for him. One particular. Well, did, they did win the game. One but. particular disgruntled Yankee fan yelled, eat my dick, you asshole, to Ted Cruz. We've all been there. So that's cool. You know what? That, that, there's no <laughs> way that's the worst. that out and, and clip that? <laughs> no, please don't. I was quoting somebody else. That's, that's honestly gonna... <laughs> the most impressive part of being like a politician is that you, ha you can't react to that. Like to just ha have to go and he's like in the middle of taking a photo with somebody. And it's like someone says something like that. And even though that's directed at you and it's clearly an insult at your personhood, it's still hilarious. There was a, another video that was that I hit the internet, I don't know, a couple of months ago. He was, uh, he being Ted Cruz, was boarding a plane. Not a private plane. It was very much, a, you know, uh, accompanied by many people. And some guy had the camera Commercial. in his face and was just like, just absolutely just drilling him. And it's got to be his just like everyday life. And he goes out in public at this point, right? 
so yeah. uncomfortable. If he le- when he leaves the uh, River Oaks or when he's yeah only when but, he leaves River Oaks part of Houston because I think he does pr- I think he plays fairly well in that community. going to a sporting event especially because like people are already yelling at like what's going on oh and on it's the Yankee field. Stadium and it's Yankee Stadium but, <laughs> yeah like I think Philly would have been like the only I, very very it works out really well Philly's the only other town I would say where it's like dude that can rival Yankee Stadium but. Uh, I well, it remains to be seen if he's gonna to go to Philly for any of these uh, World Series games. But knowing him, he probably will. And you know what? People are gonna remind him of uh, the orange man calling his wife ugly, and he's just gonna ignore. <laughs> yeah, it. that's right. I like, right. forgot to mention that part. The guy was like, "Yeah, Donald Trump called your wife ugly, and you love him for it, or something <laughs> like that." And you still nominated him. Yeah. Oh my God, Yankee fan called his wife ugly. Small price to pay for uh, running the Supreme Court. No big deal. Uh, I don't know, man. All that like that's all that's all that goes through his I'm head. I'm sure he's become calloused at this point to like all the the ridicule he gets. But that's yeah, just I don't know if I would ever get used to that. Clones, clones, haters. That's why I call him. Uh, that's why I call him Tim Calloused Shaw. Mm. That's the nickname I have for him. What for Tim Callishaw? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, calloused. That's what I call Ted Cruz, KJ. He doesn't actually call him that, KJ. It's just so close to a whole another person's name. <laughs> no, it is. That's the joke. To, uh, around the horn. <laughs> okay. I'm, More than the around you know the horn guy. I liked Kalashaw. I still do. Okay. Oh, you okay. don't. Okay. I, I, I don't mind him. Okay. I don't mind him. Right. Uh, we talked. Sh- we, uh, let's party. Sorry. I Not jumped. No, to, jumped that's okay. That's okay. I, this is going to be a fun World Series. I will say that I will be dialed in. I watched both uh, AL and NLCS I hope series. It goes, that's, me, that's me desperately hoping people believe I'm a baseball fan. I hope it goes six or seven. Okay. I know KJ wants to get it over with so he can move on to just focusing on football and basketball, but I want to see an actual series. I don't want to see Stroh's win this in four or five. You won't. I think it's, if I it's compelling. Yeah. Stroh's yes. in six. Just don't give me one good game and then go five games of just nothing but BS. Like the Mariner series, I think would be a good example. It's a five game series, whatever. But what do we have? Like two really good games, and it was still a sweep. Yeah, like we had the seventeen inning game. We had the other two losses that were the Mariners were leading both games, and it was a sweep. Like I don't want that. Like don't draw me in, and then just get out of the way. That's all I'm saying. Either be seven games or be four. Facts. Party time. It's a sports party. This is where we party, talk about some stuff that maybe doesn't fit on the rundown. Maybe it does. Maybe we talked about it in the first 10 minutes, kind of like our first. deserves a nod. Yeah. You got to give it a nod. Like my boy, Sam Ellinger, we mentioned already, started for the Colts. Happy for him. Gets a shot. He seems like a real uh, locker room guy. I feel like the team would rally behind him. He played pretty well in the preseason, if you recall. Moved the ball quite well. Yeah, and you know... He did play well in the preseason, and Cooper Rush played awful in the preseason, so much so that we're like, dude, this dude doesn't even need to be on the squad, and they put him back to the practice squad and could have been picked up. So now I don't know what – I don't – the preseason I've always been out on, but now it's like, dude, I can't make anything of it. So who knows what that will look like now. But If he plays well, he can, uh, you know, make a real career out of this. A real career. Maybe make some good money. (laughs) He's he's going to be fine. Good dude. Westlake. Westlake's on. Another Westlake guy. They're Jeez. getting a lot of play on the Kickers this and uh, quarterbacks is what Westlake does. It was um, great to see uh, that uh, 
School of Hard Knocks, really. Those kids getting to come up and once once and for all. Bootstraps, bootstraps. Um, it's a real lunch pail kind of kind of high school. It really. Wait, is. I didn't realize that uh, we've got two Westlake oh, that's quarterbacks right. on that one roster. Nick, uh, what's his name? Foles. Foles. Footlong. Almost called him oh. Nick Folk. It's not his name. Nick Foles is Foot the backup long. now. You said number Foles. two. Uh, tell me about this um, uh, tunnel fight. So if you're familiar with the layout of the big house, Michigan's home stadium, uh, the way that teams enter and exit that stadium is a little bit unique. The tunnel is on the 50-yard line, basically. Um, I believe behind the visitor's bench. I think that's accurate. But what that creates um, in some stadiums, or a lot of arenas, you see this, or stadiums, you see this, where both teams have to exit through the same tunnel. Mm Mm-hmm. 99% 99% of the time, there's usually some stadium security. Somebody is there, training staff, that just kind of does the really weak, like, arm guard, like, hey, back it up kind of thing to wait for one team to finish entering the tunnel while the other team before the other team starts. Because inevitably, you're going to have some guys who aren't playing say something stupid. And... This happens at Michigan every now and then because Michigan doesn't tend to wait to enter the stadium or enter the tunnel at halftime uh, or at the end of the game when this went down. And you're going to, uh, if you've seen this, the video of it, there were multiple uh, Penn State players and Michigan players stuck in the tunnel, kind of at an impasse because Mich- Penn State players wouldn't enter the locker room yelling back at uh, Michigan uh, players. Apparently one guy threw a PB&J. That's bullshit. Uh, so maybe an uncrustable. Big Ten East is uh, maybe it's an uncrustable. You know, using the uh, aerodynamics of a disc. Uh, Big Ten East is uh, about that. All about that fight. Hey, I like that. Good. Sometimes you need a tunnel fight with a PB and J going flying. That's that story. I That's, do have one other. <laughs> I thought we had a follow up. Do, go ahead. Uh, Rangers hire Bruce Bochy. Might be back in on baseball. Who is Bruce Bruce Bochy? He's a. Did I say it wrong? He's a coach. No, no you said it right. It right. Oh, I just Bruce Bochy. I butchered it and couldn't. He coached it. the. I want to say Padres for many years. He's been around the league a little bit. One World Series with the Giants. The Giants is who I was thinking of. We're fucking seam heads, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sixty-seven years old. He's an old old feller. I don't know. Look, everybody. All of my baseball followers were in Texas. Were excited about it. I know the name. I know he's done it. Whatever. Cool. Let's do it. How many of the every other year uh, World Series appearances was he a part of? That is a great question. And that is still one of the more bizarre baseball things um, of the last Because wasn't years. Dusty Baker there for – or maybe that's – he was there early 2000s and then Bruce Bochy was the second half. I think he followed – but I think he followed Dusty. But okay. It's well, it hard to say. Best uh, of luck to him. Best of luck. Shout out to his family. Shout out to Sugar Sean O'Malley. Stole that dub in Dubai. I don't know if you guys. He was fighting Peter Yan, who was like former world champ, who's awesome. Uh, but it was funny. This fight was in uh, Abu Dhabi and heavy, heavy Russian uh, crowd rooting for Peter Yan, and he got absolutely robbed uh, on a split decision. Oh no, Sugar Sean. It was yeah. It was he fought well. Sugar Sean fought better than everybody thought he would, but. He did not get. He did not win that fight. But shout out to him. Kind of funny. Peter Yan. Not sure if I'm in on him. Plus the whole Russia thing. Whatever. And 
Oh, I know. Okay, KJ, you got something here on the eyes of Texas, or did Dylan put this in? I didn't, but yeah, I know no, what I, this is about. I threw it in. I forgot I forgot to mention it. We talked a little bit of the field rushing earlier on. Uh, after the Oklahoma State victory, apparently Texas players and coaches were so upset about the loss that only a handful of players, notably including Quinn and Xavier Worthy and Bijan Robinson, out there. stayed out to do the eyes of Texas. Yeah. I'm not here to talk about the merits of the song. But going back to the discussions that we had about rushing the field, I wonder how far away we are from like just getting rid of doing your fight song during an away game. Because if Oklahoma State yeah. fans rush the field, you're clearly not sticking around to do that. So like, shouldn't you have a consistent message to your players like on the road, we just go to the locker room. That tradition's off the board if you're if you've yeah, got fan it's like interaction a, situations. It's like a thank you to the fans who you know traveled to an away game. I guess it's like they do it right in front of the you know the visiting yeah. fan section, which I guess like this is a, a a bigger deal to some than it is to me. I, I don't. I mean, it's, apparently Sark is the one who like instead of he just forgot to like stay out there, so he ran into the locker room. I don't know how much merit there is. Sark's been at USC. But, USC does a big thing afterwards. Yeah. So a lot of schools do this. He USC does he the a, whole. He had a press Fight conference today, apologized for it, said it'll never happen again. I don't really care. That's for the boosters. I don't really care. That's for People Red McCombs. People shouldn't care about this. Just a, I agree. It's just a I agree. I'm saying it shouldn't happen song. on the road at all. Like, even, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Like as a I'll rule, co-sign that. create a different engagement. Like, allow the, the, uh, the traveling fans to be there while you're picking up your Chick-fil-A sandwich and getting on the travel bus. Like, sure. if that's what we want to do, like, those kind of things are available but I think with how much rushing the field we've seen this year in unnecessary times, like I don't think Oklahoma State was going to rush the field in that situation. We've talked about them. They should stadium, not have. But, they, but they made the right a, choice not doing that. That would have been insane. I agree. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, God, but, at some point. Uh, no, they should just do it over a Zoom call after the game. <laughs> they do it from exactly you get a live feed from the locker room they're in the locker room live streaming them doing the eyes of texas boom there you go all right and that's the sports party 19 of 49 quinn Six. yours the other night that is so so we were watching that game here at our uh wash media party and i was just like my my takeaway from that game was like man quinn's receivers really let him down he couldn't hit anything it turns it out was, he was really really bad the it entire was bizarre game. it was Bizarre. A lot, apparently, there's wind was swirling inside the stadium, but you don't you don't miss thirty passes. I don't know. It was it was weird. A weird game. Mm. A weird I mean, y'all said Spencer missed too, but still, either way, you, you, yeah, you, you don't screw it up like they did. Yeah. Anyways, good shit. You want to run it back? Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. R.I.P. to the Lord, Lord have, mercy. have mercy. I'm about to bust, guy. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie Jordan. Uh, Les Miles. Oh, two guys in the running. Less. That's interesting. Les Miles used to eat grass on the sideline. People forget that. Can I just say I did not ever put together that Les Miles' name was probably Leslie Miles or Lester. I don't know. One or Lester. Two. I've never thought of it anything other than Les. Not important, but I just wanted to put that out. I didn't cross my mind either, and I'm just now realizing neither of these people are the black lady from Saturday Night Live. Okay. Hmm. KJ gets bonus points for the proper use of alumnus, a word that uh, most people don't know how to use. So, facts for you, KJ. For you. Pat Mahomes has always been a good quarterback, even if Dylan didn't recognize it while on some pretty bad Texas Tech teams. Eat my dick, you asshole, 
is something a Yankee fan <laughs> said to Ted Cruz after the Yankees got swept the other night. That comma does a lot of work in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Tim Callist shot joke didn't quite land with KJ. I was wronged on that. I think yeah. history will look kindly upon that joke. And finally, shout out That's to all right the blue-collar kids coming out of Wesley High School, making it big. Boom. Good for them. Raised on honey ham. Justin Tucker. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. All right. Well, that was fun. We will see you Thursday evening for the live stream. Uh, a guest, maybe, that you don't know about? Maybe. Mm -hmm. You're going to like what you hear and see. And remember, if you missed the live stream, if you missed last week's, you want to go listen to Dip Picks just to laugh at me, you can go watch or listen to it on the podcast feed. We drop it there every Friday morning. It's there for your consumption. I highly recommend watching it on YouTube because the visual is a little bit necessary. But um, check it out. Either way, we will see you Thursday. I want my chips Bye. with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them Lord have mercy. I'm about to bust. <laughs>